Being a leader, like, just got so much harder, right? I mean, this whole COVID-19 disruption and uncertainty has put so much additional weight on the shoulders of leaders in any company, in any industry, anywhere in the world. So that begs the question, is being a leader right now worth it? Worth the pain? Worth the the, the stress? All of that? A, a call I had with the CEO of an energy company made me think about this. It's what I want to talk about in this episode. Welcome to the Decide to Lead podcast. I am Russ Hill. This podcast is for those who've made the decision to lead and are looking for ideas, tips, observations, insights, anything to help them more effectively influence others to accelerate delivering results. This is episode 55. This is the Decide to Lead podcast with Russ Hill. Is being a leader really worth it? I mean, think about all the pain, all the challenges, all the struggles of being a leader. And then I want you to think about the payoff and not not financially, but the, the benefits of being a leader. And the question that I wanted to get into in this episode is, is the payoff or the reward for being a leader bigger than the cost or the challenges or the pain? And what, what made me think about this was a phone call that I had with the CEO of an energy company. If you've been paying any attention at all to any business headline in the last few weeks, you know that energy companies, oil companies, are dealing with a massive disruption. COVID-19 has rocked their world. Not only that, but the struggles between Russia and Saudi Arabia, and I won't get into all of that, but just lots of, lots of challenges when it comes to production, lots of cost, uh, challenges when it comes to the lack of demand with planes sitting still and cars sitting still and all of that that's going on. Then you add on top of that the health concerns and the, the challenges of COVID-19, and you have a recipe for massive disruption and major setbacks in the, in the industry of... Um, of oil and of energy companies. So on the, I'm on the phone with a client of ours um, and I'm checking in, right? It's one of our check-in calls and I've got um, about 30 minutes with the CEO and we're talking about what's happened in the last month since he and I last connected. This is an energy company based in Texas that has employees in numerous countries around the world. And as he was describing for me all of the changes that are going on in their industry and all of the changes and decisions he's had to make re- recently as it relates to their organization, he told me this story. He said, you know, Russ, I went home the other night and I uh, walked in the door, talked to my wife. And after you know a few minutes of us discussing our day, I said to her, I said, you know what? This is actually not why I came to lead this company. The reasons I came to lead this company, he's been with the company for a few years, but it hasn't been a long time. He, he worked in, in, for other organizations before, and then he was recruited and hired as the CEO of this energy company. He said, the reason I came was not to deal with this kind of a mess. I came for growth and for um, acquisitions that we were interested in and all of these opportunities. And now I'm sitting here having to Think about making decisions about furloughing employees and what does that look like? And I'm having to adjust to keep us alive. And he said to his wife, he told me, he said to his wife, I think the next two years are just going to suck. And as he said it to me, he, he was kind of laughing a little bit at, at how painful that uh, conversation was. And it's who knows if it will be two years, right? Hopefully it won't last that long. But the point is, 
for leaders, COVID-19 and all of the economic impact of that has just put all this added pressure on leaders, whether you're the CEO of an energy company or whether you are a supervisor of a small team at a small company. It doesn't matter, an entrepreneur, whatever you are in leadership, this has presented massive challenges that leaders were anticipating. So that leads me to the question, is all of this all the headaches, all the challenges, all the struggle that disruptions and uncertainty and all these things bring on to, to organizations and lump right onto or put right on the shoulders of leaders, is that worth the payoff? So I want you to think about that for a second. And I know everybody's first reaction is going to be, yeah, of course it's worth it or there are, uh, there, there are benefits to it. We'll get into that in a minute. But before we do, I want to tell you another story, a story from my career back when I worked in the media industry. And the quick setup for this is I was hired, well, I was working for a national broadcast company and having a lot of success doing well on the, you know, on the, the road for growth and moving up the organizational, moving up the org chart in, in the market I was working in. And then our, and our company was acquiring other radio stations and internet properties um, in different cities around the country, around the United States. And so it was acquisition time. And this is, gosh, you guys, this is a few years ago. And, and so I was asked, will you relocate to one of the markets, one of the cities where we purchase some properties, some radio and internet properties? And, and they were a turnaround project. We bought them at a discounted rate because they were a mess. They weren't achieving ratings. These are news and sports stations, right? They do news talk and uh, talk radio and sports play-by-play and all these sorts of things. And my background was media, right? Being a reporter and anchor and then managing those kinds of teams. And I'd had some success with it. And so they gave me responsibility for this turnaround project. We're, we're getting terrible ratings. We're not, we don't have enough revenue. We need someone to go in and fix it. Will you do that, Russ? And I was super excited about the opportunity. We relocated our family. We had young kids. Our family was growing. It was, this was a bigger stage. It was more opportunity. So I was super excited about it. Well... What I didn't realize um, right away, uh, it took a little bit of time, maybe a few months, was that I wasn't going to be able to solve this mess, clean it up, fix it very quickly. This was going to be a multiple-year, multi-year rebuilding, and I didn't have all the answers I thought I had. And I, I had come into the situation a lot more arrogant than I, well, I came in arrogant and over overly confident and i realized i'm going to have to learn a lot of things here and we're going to have to figure this out as an organization and i'm i'm going to work around the clock and i'm going to work hard and assemble the right team but i've got to change out the leadership team i've got to change out the on-air talent i've got to change out producers i've got to change contracts i've got i mean there's massive amount of things that i've got to change way more than anybody can do in 3 months or 6 months or 12 months this is going to take 3 or 4 years and I went to work after making that realization and, and managing expectations of the people that I reported into, the senior leadership team, and, um, and I went to work on it. And a year passed and two years, and I'm leaving out all sorts of details, right, you all? But we were deep into the project. And um, I gave so much blood, sweat, and tears, had sleepless nights, which is very unlike me. Um, but I, I gave everything. And the long story short, all kinds of stories I'm skipping past because of the point I want to make here, and that is we were successful. So after about four years 
of incredible work, of effort by an unbelievably talented team that we assembled, we were nailing it in the ratings. We were, we were achieving ratings that hadn't happened in decades for the, for these stations. We were, we were, the revenue picture was, um, vastly improved due to our sales leadership and the sales team. It was remarkable. So by every metric, uh, that you could tap into, we were successful. And it came time for, we had these quarterly um, strategic planning sessions where senior executives would fly in from out of the market and we had a consultant that came in and facilitated the conversation and we would sit around a U-shaped table, right? A U-shaped set of tables in in a big ballroom or in a conference room or somewhere and we would go off site for a day or two and have these strategic planning meetings, review our uh, what our plan was, update the results, change direction as we needed to, all under the, the supervision, the leadership of our exec, some of our executive leaders. Well, so it came time for the first quarterly strategic session after we were nailing it in the ratings and revenue battles. We, we were successful. We had accomplished what we set out to do. And the, the time came for the first quarterly strategic m- meeting. And I, I was really looking forward to this meeting because I thought, wow, these leaders, some of these leaders weren't sure I was going to be able to, to lead this turnaround project, that I was going to, that my team was going to be successful at it, that we were going to be able to do what we set out for. And now we had done it. So I was pretty excited looking forward to this meeting. So I walked into the meeting, took, uh, picked my spot in the U-shaped tables, planted down my stuff, and the meeting began. And one of our senior executives made some comments as the consultant was starting the meeting off. And he said, you know, I just want to um, I want to make a comment, make, make a couple comments um, at for Russ and his team and the people that have been working on rebuilding this and that, you know, these different properties they had purchased. And the senior executive said, Russ, I just you know, I'm 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 uh, I'm glad to see the progress we're making um, it's exciting to see it, and um, and I'm really optimistic about what the future holds. Okay, so now on this other item, I want to go to this item. And he just moved on with the agenda. And I actually, like, let out one of those embarrassing, like, half laughs. Like, you catch it about halfway out of your mouth. Like, you didn't mean to laugh or make that noise. And, and I made it and everybody could hear it, but I caught enough of it to where it wasn't a major disruption in the room. You know what I'm talking about, right? And so every, where everybody kind of turns to you to see if you were making a noise and they should be listening to you. And then they, you, you play dumb like, oh, I didn't make any noise. And then so they carry on. That, that's what came out of my mouth. And, uh, and the reason I made that noise is because of what went through my head at that moment. I, I thought, that's it. That, that's the entire amount of time we're going to spend really congratulating me and congratulating my team on what we just accomplished. It took like four years of our lives. We gave everything to it. It was, I've got scars and all kinds of injury from it. And that was the payoff. And of course, I got financial bonuses along the way as we hit certain triggers and different things. So it wasn't that I that I that I hadn't been rewarded financially, but as far as recognition, um, 
I don't know what I was expecting. I don't know if I was expecting like a parade or a big trophy or like a banner in 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 the in the offices being unveiled, you know, with me in the ring of a ring of fame or my team being in the ring of fame, whatever. I don't know what I was expecting, but I wasn't expecting 10 seconds of acknowledgement in a meeting. And I had a, my, my boss a few years before that moment. I had a boss um, leading up to that. In fact, it was the, the, the person who hired me, brought me in to, to oversee that turnaround project. That leader, um, he, was known, he was known for several things that stick in my mind, statements he would say all the time, um, quotes, if you will. One of them was the well-known statement, the journey is the reward. He would say that all the time. The journey is the reward. And the first time I heard, I wasn't really familiar with that saying before he said it. And the first time he said it, I thought, oh, that's really, that's, that's, that's an interesting statement. And I kind of analyzed it in my mind like, yeah, I think that's true. I think the journey is the reward. And then I think I looked it up, Googled it or something. I realized he didn't come up with it. It was, it was a saying he had heard somewhere else and, and believed in it. And in that moment, in that, that conference room at that strategic planning offsite, when that senior executive made those 10 to 15 seconds of comments praising me and my team, I realized, Russ, the journey was the reward. You, you can't expect the reward. You shouldn't have expected the payoff for what you have been through over these last several years. You should not have been looking for the reward in this meeting, in this setting, from this person, the journey, what you, and, and think about what that means, right? The journey is the reward. And that circumstance, for me, what it meant was all the wisdom, all the experiences that I gained, all the lessons I learned, having been through the struggles of the last three, four years, that was the payoff. Because now I was leaving that experience smarter, wiser, um, more equipped to be successful in the future. That was the payoff of that experience, way more so than the financial payoff and certainly more so than the recognition given by the executives of our company. Because in their minds, I'm assuming they knew the stations, those media properties were going to be turned around. They just weren't sure exactly when and by whom. So if I didn't pull it off, they would have gotten rid of me or reassigned me. Now they would have gotten rid of me. <laughs> and, um, and they would have brought in somebody who would have ultimately turned it around. That, that outcome was never really in jeopardy in their minds. It was just a matter of when they were going to get there, at least to some degree, right? And, um, and so as I think about this topic that you know I wanted to talk about today is leadership really worth it? Is being a leader really worth it? For me, yeah, the answer is a resounding yes. And the disruptions and the uncertainty bring about added wisdom that we couldn't have gained without them. And so I, 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 it, was, it was really hard for me to make the decision of whether to come to, to, to relocate and take over take on that rebuilding project in our company because I was moving up the org chart in a very successful um, setting. And I was achieving tremendous success. And I, 
I was uh, I, I had been told that I was going to keep moving up the org chart where where I was working, which was very appealing to me. My family loved where we lived at the moment. But the reason that I wanted to relocate and take on that that turnaround project and disrupt my own life and my own career, if you will, was because I I figured no a couple of different things. Yes, it was going to pay more. Yes, it was going to have a more prestigious title. Yes, it was a bigger stage for me to play on and to get noticed on as I was potentially successful. And a big part of it was it was going to provide wisdom, experience, lessons, insight that I would have never had access to if I didn't have a major turnaround project on my resume. Not to impress you, but to help me be more effective in leading teams and organizations. And now, ultimately coaching and consulting with leaders of some of the world's biggest companies. If I didn't have that experience, if I didn't have the wisdom and the lessons that I learned during that turnaround project, I would be so much less effective in what I do now because I wouldn't have empathy, as much empathy. I wouldn't have as much understanding as, as much ability to relate to or understand the challenges that some of the leaders I now coach and consult with what they're going through. Sure, their challenges look different. Their rebuilding projects or acquisitions or mergers look a little different than mine did. For sure, they all do. They, each one looks different. But I understand some of the pain of it because of having been through that. So to me, as you think about, well, what there's a, when I was writing Decide to Lead, the book, um, one of the one of the things that I considered in there, it's early on in the book, was what are the what are the challenges? And the reason I wanted to write a book and do a podcast called Decide to Lead is because I, I view leadership as a decision, right? If you've listened to more than one of these episodes or watched them on YouTube, you know that that's that's something I feel passionately about, that leadership is not something that's given to someone. We can give them responsibility, but we can't make them a leader. We can make them responsible for something or give them stewardship over it. But whether or not they're they're truly leading people somewhere is up to them. It's a decision that they make. And when you're faced with that decision of whether to really be a leader or not in any role, with any title, in any setting, one of the decisions you have to make or part of that decision is, well, what are the what, what's the cost? What what am I going to have to endure, or what are the challenges that deciding to lead will present to me? And make no mistake about it, anybody that's been in a leader that's chosen to be a leader in any setting knows they have some understanding of what the costs are, the the price that you have to pay to be a leader, the additional scrutiny that comes with it, the second guessing that comes with it, the the loss of some friends you have because of the decisions you make. Every time you make a decision, you automatically alienate people. Some people totally agree with the decision. Others don't. And they're going to vocalize that. And so that's these are all things that are part of the cost. You're, you're going to be scrutinized in a way that an individual contributor or someone who has chosen not to lead they could even not be an individual contributor. They could be a manager of a team, but they aren't a leader in the true sense. And they aren't paying the price you are as a true leader. You tracking with me? And so there are, there's no doubt that there are, there is a cost to be paid in being a leader. 
And I, I'm recording this right now as part of the series Accelerate Through Disruption. That's part of, you know, uh, Decide to Lead because the, the, the price has become heavier. It's steeper right now. People who are, le- I go back to that CEO of the energy company. He, the price he's paying is so much more than it was three months ago, four months ago, because the decisions he's having to make are so much heavier, more complicated. The toll that they have on people's lives. Am I going to make a decision to furlough those people and know that the decision I'm making is going to affect their livelihood? That's, that's a decision that's painful. Rather than who are we going to acquire? What growth market are we going to go into next? Who should we promote? Those are fun decisions to make. But when you're making a decision of where do I cut? Where do I freeze? How do we, um, how do we make our way through this? The price of leadership is much heavier, more taxing, more challenging in moments of disruption, right? And every leader is going through that right now. So, the, well, every leader of an organization that has, that's dealing with a shift in demand, they're dealing with that right now, which is 90%, 80% of leaders um, in all industries around the world. Now, let's go, let's go transition from the, the cost to the payoff. Do you know how much wisdom? Do you have any idea how much wisdom you are gaining as a leader right now? Because of the decisions you have to make, you're getting smarter. You're going to see how this plays out. You're going to be more equipped for the next disruption that will look different, but is guaranteed to come along. You're going to, you're going to have insight. You're going to have experience. You're going to have so many, so, so much to pull on, um, to, to access your learning is going to be so much. You can access so much learning based off of the experiences you're having right now. And so I just, I just would focus all of our attention on that. The, that, that is what causes me to have so much energy and so much optimism and so much appreciation for this moment. And yet I'm hearing all this pain in almost every call I do right now with our clients. I'm going into these, we were in a, a, a Zoom meeting last week with about 200, um, close to 300 people. And it's a sales team for a food manufacturing uh, company. And the struggles they're dealing with, they're tremendous. And I, I can just list off client after client after client after client and all of the disruption they're facing and, and the hard questions they're trying to answer. And I'm, I'm seeing their faces right on my screen, the Zoom meeting, over 250 faces. And then I'm talking to the CEO of the energy company and hearing the pain the next two years, honey, as he's saying to his spouse, are going to be, they're going to suck. And then I'm getting, you know, we're all experiencing this. You're hearing it in your own organization or with your, your friends and colleagues and family members. We're all feeling that. And yet the reason I am viewing that in a, in a positive way, if you will, is because I know how much smarter, wiser, more effective, um, more agile, more, we're just going to be better leaders. We're going to be stronger because of this disruption. I'm so glad in the rearview mirror of life. I am so, so glad I didn't stay in that comfortable position in the successful market where I was working in our national broadcast company. I'm so glad that I chose, made the decision to take on the turnaround project. Wow, was it challenging. There were moments, many moments, 
in that turnaround project where if you would have called me or emailed me or texted me, I would not have expressed this emotion. I would not have talked about how glad I was that I took it on. I would have, you would have heard some exhaustion. You would have heard the, the struggles. You would have heard the pain that I was going through. But on the other end, wow, the lessons learned were remarkable. Okay, that's my message for today. I hope you're focused on the payoff, the benefits of leadership rather than just the cost or additional weight that you're feeling right now. Hope that, hope that helps put things in perspective for all of us who've made the decision to lead. If you are listening to this on a podcast app, you can now watch most of these podcast episodes if you're interested in doing so. You can watch it. You can play back part of this uh, episode for your team at work. You can forward a link to it to a friend or a colleague. They can watch this video and experience it on YouTube. So in the show notes in your podcast app, just scroll around in your podcast app or whichever one you're using, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, whichever one it is, you'll find the, the show notes and there's a link to this video on YouTube. And you can click over to that, tap over to that, and then share it if you want to or post it on social media. Anything that you do, you guys, all I care about, I'm not making any money off of this podcast. I'm not charging anything. There are no ads in it. There's nothing. I've been doing this for over two years for one reason, one reason only, to help other people, to share insight, to share observation, to, to just hopefully affect someone in a positive way. And my reward from it is your feedback, your emails, your direct messages on LinkedIn, your, your posts. Uh, on social media, talking about the uh, that you, the numbers, the the increase that I see uh, uh, over, every week in the number of people that are subscribed because you're sharing it with people. So that that's that's why I'm talking about this. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can listen to this as well while you're out mowing the lawn. Or I used to go through a whole list like at the gym when you're on running to the airport, but a lot of those things don't apply. At least not right now. Hopefully they'll come back soon. But if you want to listen to this rather than watch the video. On YouTube here, or whatever, wherever you're watching this, you can tap um, on the link. It's either in my bio or it's in the description below, and you can find a link to this uh, this podcast. Decide to lead. I'm grateful for your uh, for your time listening to this. I hope you got some value of it, and I hope you'll share this with somebody who could use some help navigating during this disruption. We'll talk to you soon.